Welcome to Zichud Avsi Man Memor by Avram Goldar, and today we're Masechus Nadarim Daf Lamed Vav, the fourth parak in Bein Hamudar. So the three daps we're going to focus on number one. The Gemara returns to a statement of Rabbi Yochanan brought on the previous daf. Hakol Tzurichin Das Chutz Memachusa Kapara. All kaparas require consent of the owner for sacrificing, except for one who requires kapara before eating kajim. Shari Adam may be carbon abanav abonos of a katanim. For we see that one can bring this type of carbon for his minor children who are not of age to provide consent. The run explains Rabbi Yochanan holds, Dan Efsha Mishi Efsha. We derive the possible from that which is impossible, meaning that we learn that an adult's offering can be brought without his consent from a minor where legal consent is impossible. Gemur asks, El Ma'ata, Yavi Adam Pesach al But if so, one should be able to bring a carbon Pesach for his friend without his consent. She can Adam maybe Abanav, Banozav Katana, because one brings a carbon Pesach for his minor children, meaning that they partake of the meat of his Pesach, which may only be eaten by Minuyin, those registered. Minors cannot provide consent to be registered, yet the father can register them for it. Why then does Rabbi say that one may not designate a Pesach on his friend's behalf? Rabbi Zera answers, Selaves Avos love Deraisa. The law of a lamb for each father's house is not Deraisa for minors. Since they can partake of the Pesach without registration, there is no basis to permit the registration of an adult without his consent. Point number two, the Gemara asks, One who separates Truma from his own produce on his friend's table produce to permit it, does he need his friend's consent or not? Do we assume the owner would want his produce permitted without his having to use his own produce and his consent would not be required or might he prefer to do the mitzvah himself even at the cost of using his produce for Truma? The Gemara attempts to bring up proof from our mission which states that one may take Truma for a mudah the Gemara explains that the Mishnah cannot be speaking where he took Truma at the owner's request because acting at his behest would constitute a prohibited benefit. It cannot be that he used the owner's own produce where that could not have been done without consent. Rather, he must have used his own produce and separated it as Truma without the owner's consent, which resolves our question. The Gemara answers that the Mishnah may be in a case where the owner's produce was used, although consent is surely needed. It can be speaking where he said, Anyone who wants to separate Truma may do so, which is adequate for another to act as a shaliach, but not specifically requesting this person's service that it would qualify as a prohibited benefit. And point number three, Rabbi Yirmi asked Rabbi Zera, if one separated Truma from his own produce to permit his friend's table produce, tovos hanashalmi, to whom does the benefit of pleasure belong? Meaning, which of the two determines to which Cohen to give the Truma? The one explains that the giver stands to gain financially if Israel offers some payment to give the Truma to his grandson, who is a Cohen. The Gemara explains that the question revolves around the fact that each of the two components, the table produce of the owner and the produce of the separator taken as Truma, was necessary for the Truma to exist. Zara answered the language of the Pasik as called Tvos Zarecho, Venasata, all the grain of your planting, and you shall give, implies that it is the owner of the original produce that gives the Truma to the Kohen. After deflecting a challenge from our mission, the Gemara quotes a statement from Rabbi Yochan, which taught that the Tovas Hana is the separators, not like what Rabbi Zara had held. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara returns to a statement of Rabbi Yochan brought on the previous daf. All karbonas require consent of the owner for sacrificing, except for one who requires kapara before eating kajim. Shrei Adam may be carbon abanav abonos of a katanim. For we see that one can bring this type of carbon for his minor children who are not of age to provide consent. The run explains Rabbi Yochanan holds, We derive the possible from that which is impossible, meaning that we learn that an adult's offering can be brought without his consent from a minor where legal consent is impossible. Gemara asks, El ma'ata, Yavi Adam Pesach al But if so, one should be able to bring a carbon Pesach for his friend without his consent. 
Shekena Adam may be Abanav, Benozav, Katana, because one brings a carbon Pesach for his minor children, meaning that they partake of the meat of his Pesach, which may only be eaten by Minuyin, those registered. Minors cannot provide consent to be registered yet, the father can register them for it. Why then does Rabbi Lazar say that one may not designate a Pesach on his friend's behalf? Rabbi Zera answers, Selaves Avos love the Raisa. The law of a lamb for each father's house is not the Raisa for minors. Since they can partake of the Pesach without registration, there is no basis to permit the registration of an adult without his consent. Point number two, the Gemara asks, Hatar Mishalah one who separates Truma from his own produce on his friend's table produce to permit it, Sarach Daito Olo, does he need his friend's consent or not? Do we assume the owner would want his produce permitted without his having to use his own produce and his consent would not be required or might he prefer to do the mitzvah himself even at the cost of using his produce for truma? The Gemara attempts to bring up proof from our mission which states that one may take truma for a mudah The Gemara explains that the Mishnah cannot be speaking where he took truma at the owner's request because acting at his behest would constitute a prohibited benefit. It cannot be that he used the owner's own produce for that could not have been done without consent. Rather, he must have used his own produce and separated it as truma without the owner's consent, which resolves our question. The Gemara answers that the Mishnah may be in a case where the owner's produce was used, although consent is surely needed. It can be speaking where he said, Anyone who wants to separate truma may do so, which is adequate for another to act as a shaliach, but not specifically requesting this person's service that it would qualify as a prohibited benefit. And point number three, Rabbi Yirmi asked Rabbi Zera, if one separated Truma from his own produce to permit his friend's table produce, Tovos Hanashalmi, to whom does the benefit of pleasure belong? Meaning, which of the two determines to which Kohen to give the Truma? The one explains that the giver stands to gain financially if Israel offers some payment to give the Truma to his grandson, who is a Kohen. The Gemara explains that the question revolves around the fact that each of the two components, the table produce of the owner and the produce of the separator taken as Truma, was necessary for the Truma to exist. Rizera answered the language of the Pasik as called to us Zarecho, Venasata, all the grain of your planting, and you shall give, implies that it is the owner of the original produce that gives the truma to the Kohen. After deflecting a challenge from our mission, the Gemara quotes a statement from Rabbi Yochan, which taught that the Tobas Hana is the separators, not like what Rabbi Zera had held. Alright, so now we go to Simr Dafalamid Vav, and our standard simon is a Lulav. A Lulav. So here goes. The Lulav merchant who promised a free Lulav to anyone who consented to joining as Pesach, aside from his kids, who don't need to consent, was surprised by the man who took Truma from his own produce to permit a friend's tevel, and then tell the merchant that if he gave him a free Lulav, he'd give the Truma to his Cohen grandson. Once again, it's a motion. The Lulav merchant, Lulav, that must be more duff. The Lulav merchant who promised a free Lulav to anyone who consented to joining as Pesach, aside from his kids, who don't need to consent. Which reminds us, Rabbi Zer explained that one cannot derive from the fact that one can register his children on the carbon Pesach without their consent, that he can register a friend on his Pesach without his consent, for Selaves Avos love Deraisa, the law of a lamb for each father's house, is not Deraisa for minors. Since they can partake of the Pesach without registration, there is no basis to permit the registration of an adult without his consent. So, the Lulav merchant, who promised a free Lulav to anyone who consented to joining as Pesach, aside from his kids who don't need to consent, was surprised by the man who took Truma from his own produce to permit a friend's tavo. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks, Hator Mishalot Ashel Chavero, one who separates Truma from his own produce, on his friend's tavo produce, permitted, Sarach Daito Olo, does he need his friend's consent or not? Do we assume the owner would want his produce permitted without his having to use his own produce and his consent would not be required? Or might he prefer to do the mitzvah himself even at the cost of using his produce for truma? 
So the Lul merchant who promised a free Lul to anyone who consented to joining as Pesach, aside from his kids who don't need to consent, was surprised by the man who took Truma from his own produce to permit a friend's table, and then tell the merchant that if he gave him a free Lul, he'd give the Truma to his co grandson, which reminds us of Rabbi Yirmi's question to Rabbi Zera, if one separated Truma from his own produce to permit his friend's table produce, Tobas Hanash shall meet. To whom does the benefit of pleasure belong? Meaning, which of the two determines to which Cohen to give the Truma? So once again, the love merchant who promised a free love to anyone who consented to joining as Pesach, aside from his kids who don't need to consent, was surprised by the man who took Truma from his own produce to permit a friend's table, and then tell the merchant that if he gave him a free love, he'd give the Truma to his Cohen grandson. All right, now it's time for four Bach Hazara. So the Simran Dafalam Abbas is a scientist in a lab. So here goes. The scientist in a lab. Scientist in a lab? That must be more enough. Lamed Bays. The scientist in a lab named Avraham, who was experimenting with time travel so he could go back to the past and fix the causes for slavery, which reminds us different reasons are given as to why Avraham Avinu was punished and his descendants enslaved in Egypt for 210 years. So the scientist in a lab named Avraham, who was experimenting with time travel so he could go back to the past and fix the causes for slavery, punched into his computer the code 172 and 248, which reminds us, we learn from the gematria of Ake of 172 that Avraham Avinu recognized his creator at age three, and from the difference in gematrias between Avram and Avraham, that a Baruch gave Avraham Avinu sovereignty over five additional limbs when he had bris mila. So the scientist in a lab named Avraham, who was experimenting with time travel, so he could go back to the past and fix the causes for slavery, punched into his computer the code 172 and 248, and found himself instead back in his childhood, trespassing a neighbor's property while carrying his toy science kit. Which reminds us, the fourth parak begins, There's no difference between one forbidden by Neda from benefiting from his friend and one forbidden by Neda from his food. Except walking through the other's property and utensils not used to produce food. So the Simran Dafa Gimel is a pegleg pirate. So here goes. The pegleg pirate, pegleg pirate. That must be on Daf Lamed Gimel. The peg-legged pirate who prevented his men from giving a sack to carry fruit to his captive, who was mooder from food, which reminds us, the Gemara asks why a mooder from food would be prohibited to borrow kalim used to produce food, since he made a netter from the food itself. After the Gemara's first attempt was rejected, Rava answers that speaking about one who says, the benefit of your food is forbidden to me. Since he added the benefit, he means to include all items, including producing an edible food. Rav Papa asks, even a sack to bring food in would be included in this netter as a method of obtaining food, although it doesn't prepare the food itself. So the peg-legged pirate who prevented his men from giving a sack to carry fruit to his captive, who was muda from food, was surprised when the captive's friend jumped on the ship to pay off his debt, which reminds us the mission states about the muda hana, shoko is shiko, he can pay for his half shackle, pore is chobo, he can pay off his debt, umaxilo is avedo, so and he can return his lost item. The Gemara observes the alma avruchi ari ba'amo hubishari, we see that it's merely chasing away a line and thus prevented, meaning the first two cases, paying for his half shekel and paying off his debt, are not considered a benefit received, they are merely protection from a potential loss. So the peg-legged pirate who prevented his men from giving a sack to carry fruit to his captive, who was murdered from food, was surprised when the captive's friend jumped on the ship to pay off his debt and returned the pirate's lost parrot, even though the pirate had forbidden this friend to benefit from him. Which reminds us, the Gemara records Machlokas between Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Az regarding which cases one may return a lost item to a mudra not. The argument is in a case where the returner is prohibited from receiving benefit from the owner, 
One says he may not return the item in this case because while he's involved in returning the item, he's putted from other mitzvahs, including tzedakah, which potentially will save him money. The other opinion says that this potential benefit doesn't prohibit him from returning the item because it's uncommon for a beggar to come at the very moment he's tending to the lost item. So the simmer Dafalamadalid is a ladder. So here goes. The man who ran up the ladder ladder, that must mean more Daf Lamadalid. The man who ran up the ladder to avoid his neighbor from whom he was Mudurhana, and who was chasing him to return his lost item, which reminds us, the more challenges the opinion which held that the mission is only speaking of where the returner is Mudurhana from the owner. For the mission states that in a place where people receive payment for returning lost items, the payment falls to Hektish if the returner refuses payment. If the mission is only speaking where the return is Mudhana, why does the payment have to go to Hektish instead of the owner keeping it? The Gemara remains with the question. So the man who ran up the ladder to avoid his neighbor from whom he was Mudhana and who was chasing him to return his lost item was overcome with emotion when he saw a man be Makti Shalov in his Daladamos and make sure not to be Ma'al, which reminds Rabbis said, I saw a fun of Kikr Shalhefker if an ownerless loaf was in front of him. And he said, Kikr Zo Hektish, this loaf should be Hektish. The Hektish takes effect. The one explains that the loaf was within his Daladamos, enabling him to acquire for himself. But since he declared it a Hektish, he indicated he did not want to use his Daladamos to acquire it for himself, but for Hektish. If he took it to eat it, he violated Me'ila according to its full value. But if he took it to bequeath it to his sons, he violated Me'ila only according to the benefit of pleasure derived from his children's gratitude to him. So the man who ran up the ladder to avoid his neighbor from whom he was Mudrana, and who was chasing him to return his lost item, was overcome with emotion when he saw a man be Makti Shalov in his Daladamos and make sure not to be Ma'al. So he yelled down to his neighbor that that loaf that I made us to you, I'm now giving you as a gift. Which reminds us, Rabbi Chiyabarabin asked Rabbi, once said, Kikar Alech, my loaf is forbidden to you. And he gave it to his friend as a gift. What's the halacha? He explained that his query was that if the implication of my loaf meant to prohibit it only while it belonged to him, but once he gave it to his friend, it would not be included in his netter, or did he prohibit the loaf to him completely? Rava answered that he certainly intended it to remain forbidden even after gifting it, because otherwise, what purpose did he forbid the loaf to his friend? Rav Chiyabarabin responded that perhaps his intent was only to exclude if he invited his friend to eat the loaf with him, that he may not do so, but he did not necessarily intend to prohibit the loaf after gifting it to his friend. So the simmer Daflamid Hay is a children's choir singing la la la. So here goes. When the Nadarin boys choir, boys choir, that must be more Daf Lamid Hay, la la la. When the Nadarin boys choir finished their heartfelt rendition of Yesh Me'il Bakonamos, which reminds us of Rav's question to Rav Nachman, Yesh Me'il Bakonamos, although, is there Me'il for items forbidden by Konam or not? The Ron explains the question that if one declares that something is Konam, is it like a carbon that when he uses it violates Me'ila and is chayv in the requisite carbon in payment? So when the Nadarin boys choir finished their heartfelt rendition of Yesh Me'ila Bakonamos, the proud choir master mistakenly did Me'ila by treating to a kikar that was made us into him and given to him as a present, which reminds us of Rav Akhabrei to Rav Avi's question to Rav Ashi. If one said kikari alecha unasanu b'matana, mi ma'al, my loaf is forbidden to you, and he then gave it to him as a gift, who has violated Me'ila? If you'll say that the giver commits Me'ila by giving it, but it's not forbidden to him. The loaf is fully permitted to him for all benefits. If you'll say that the recipient commits Me'ila by accepting it, but he can say, I wanted permitted loaves, not forbidden ones. The Ron explains that the recipient can claim that he would not have accepted the loaf had he known it was prohibited, and it's therefore an acquisition made in error and should be void. 
So when the Nadarin Boys Choir finished their heartfelt rendition of Yesh Me'ila Bakonamos, the proud choir master mistakenly did Me'ila by treating them to a kikar that was made asu to him and given to him as a present. So Akom gave him his card offering to be a shaliach and bring his card, which reminds us, Limor asked, Hani kahani didanhavu or These kohanim, are they our agents in their capacity of sacrificing our kabanas? Or Shluchim of Shemayim. The Gemara explains that the Nafkamina is if a Kohen may sacrifice a carbon for someone whose mudra had not from him. If he would be considered an agent of the owner of the carbon, he would not be allowed to sacrifice the carbon for him. The Gemara suggested a proof from our mission which stated, Zavin. One may sacrifice bird offerings of Zavin for a mudra hana as well as other similar atonement carbonas. We see then that Kohanim are agents of Shemayim, for otherwise he would not be allowed to sacrifice for the owner. This answer is rejected because korbanas brought from a chusri kapara do not require the consent of the owner to be brought. All right, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you have the question, who gets the tovas hana when one takes truma from his produce to permit his friend's tevel? That's on duff. Ahmed Vav. Good number two, which stuff do you have the question whether there's me'ila with konamos or not? That's on duff. Ahmed Hay. Good number three. Which stuff do we learn that Selavase Avos registering on a carbon pesach is not a derisa for minors? That's on Dav. Ahmed Vav. Good number four. Which stuff do we discuss what we learn from the Gematrias 172 and 248 regarding Avram Avinu? That's on Dav. Ahmed Bays. Good number five. Which stuff do we have the question what if someone forbids his loaf to his friend and then gives it to him as a gift? That's on Dav. Ahmed Hay. Good number six. Which of the we discussed that the Mishnah states about a mudra hana that one can pay for a shekel and pay off his debts and return his lost objects? That's on Duff. Ahmed Gimel. Good number seven. Which of the one if an ownerless loaf was in the Dalad Amos of someone and he said, Kikrazo Hektish, this loaf should be Hektish. The Hektish takes effect. That's on Duff. Ahmed Dalad. Good number eight. Which of the one why a mudra hana from fruit is prohibited to borrow utensils used to produce food? That's on Duff. I'm going to give him a good number nine. Which stuff do we have the question whether one can take truma from his produce to permit his friend's table without getting his consent? That's on Duff. Ahmed Vav. Good. And number 10. Which stuff do we learn why Avram Avinu was punished and his descendants enslaved in Mitzrayim? That's on Duff. Ahmed Bey's excellent. That concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichr. We share a great day and great learning.